The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast. I'm Zeeshan Khan. Uh, week 3 NFL coming upon us in a couple days. Uh, really apologize to all you guys for not having a podcast last week for week 2. Uh, we had a little scheduling issues, but uh, we're here for week 3. And uh, joining me from sunny Southern California, a uh, person that's uh, familiar to the podcast, uh, Rishit. How are you, sir? What's up, my niggas? I'm doing good. Okay, before we get into the... Scorching six for week three. I uh, just wanted to go over some uh, stuff from week two. Uh, kind of a lot of interesting games in week two. Uh, and uh, New England has just continued to surprise the league, uh, beating uh, the Houston Texans yesterday to go to 3-0. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on the week two slate uh, games and also New England having all types of success without Tom Brady early on in the season. Well, Patriots. Now it's looking like Bill Belichick is just amazing and Tom Brady's not that great. And now even their third string quarterback is hurt, so it looks like Julian Edelman will be their quarterback. All right, yeah, definitely. Uh, it seems like a lot of uh, credit has been going to Brady for these past uh, years, but I mean, I don't kind of don't want to say that people have kind of been overlooking Belichick, but uh, I think Brady has been getting a lion's share of credit. So uh, do you think ultimately uh, Belichick is not getting as enough credit as he should be? Uh, No, he's getting enough credit, but Brady is just getting more credit than he deserves. Bill Belichick could be the greatest coach in any sport, definitely in football history in my opinion. And he's doing it with a third-string QB, which is amazing. And also no one gives credit to the New England defense, which did a lot yesterday. Okay, definitely. Uh, okay, so some other games from last week. Uh, we had Pittsburgh-Cincinnati. Uh, uh, that was kind of a sloppy game. And another thing I want to kind of get into, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, their offense has pretty much looked non-existent so far in the, in the beginning of the season. Uh, what do you think is uh, going on with them, and what do you think they need to do to fix their issues? I think Russell Wilson is just struggling because uh, Dominican Sue stepped on his ankle and uh, their running game isn't good yet. I mean, Kristen Michael is the only one doing well. I think Rawls isn't playing this week. And their offense just isn't clicking. But as the Seahawks are known, they're known for their defense. As much as they're not clicking on offense, their defense is still clicking. Okay, definitely. And uh, another team that's kind of, uh, I don't know if you can say struggling, but and they always kind of get off to slow starts. Your Green Bay Packers, uh and Aaron Rodgers uh, has looked uh, very sluggish so far, first two games. Uh, what does he need to do to improve uh, moving forward into the season, the rest of the season? Yeah, absolutely. The Green Bay is struggling clearly on offense, playing awful. Rodgers struggled last week, and I just think that he needs to play more calm, and they need to pound the ball to Eddie Lacy more. 
Okay, cool. Uh, with that, we'll get into the uh, week three slate of uh, the Scorching Six. Uh, the first game we're going to look at, Oakland on the road at Tennessee, uh, laying one point. Uh, what do you think about this one? This one's a pretty easy one for me. I'm taking Tennessee. Give me Tennessee all day. Uh, Oakland's an up-and-coming team, but still, uh, they choked last week against Atlanta at home, and this is at Tennessee. I like I like DeMarco Murray over Latavius Murray, and, uh, I mean, I'll take Marcus Mariota at home over Derek Carr. I mean, Oakland ha- might have a better offense, but Tennessee has a great defense. All right, uh, I'm going to go the other way on this one. I think Oakland, I mean, they've kind of uh, a young team and inexperienced, but I think I think they've got what it takes now to kind of pull out these games on the road. And uh, Tennessee has been winning, uh, their, won their first two games kind of in with impressive fashion on defense, but I, I think Oakland's offense is going to give them a little bit of trouble. I think they're going to score some points on them. And... I'm going to take Oakland minus one. I'm going to take them to win the game uh, 28 to 24. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll move into the second matchup uh, that we're going to be looking at. Baltimore on the road at Jacksonville, laying one point. What do you think about this one? Uh, give me Baltimore all day, uh, taking the road team again. Uh, I mean, Blake, Bo- Blake Boros is up and coming. I mean, but he's always he always throws interceptions. He, he's guaranteed at least one interception. I think he throws two in this game, and it will it will be a shootout. Both teams are good on offense. Both teams' defense sucks. So I'm gonna go with Baltimore 31, Jacksonville 28. Okay, the, uh, you're mentioning about Blake Bortles. Uh, are his f- stats from last year? past couple of years kind of inflated because uh, it seems like he has a lot of his uh, yards and touchdowns uh, like in kind of garbage time. Like Yes, definitely. Last year he had great numbers, but they were all in garbage time. As you just mentioned, everyone's overblowing him. I think he's just an average quarterback. I think Joe Flacco, who they're going up against, is an above-average quarterback, and he'll get the job done. He has a new target. Mike Wallace, and he also has his tight end back, Dennis Pitta. All right, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I I like Baltimore. I like Baltimore uh, definitely throughout this whole season. I just think they had a terrible year last year. Like I've mentioned before, a lot of stuff went wrong for them, a lot of injuries, a lot of bad play on defense, offensive line, all throughout the board. And I I just think they're due for another good season. They're always a stable organization. Joe Flacco is probably not a great quarterback, but he's uh, he always he's always pretty consistent. He gets yeah, the job done. He gets the job done. So and he he has one of the best arms in the league, as we all know. And I just think uh, Baltimore is going to be too much for Jacksonville's inexperience, and I think they're going to win probably by more than I. I'm surprised it's only minus one. I think. They're gonna win this game like twenty-eight to seventeen, so I'm gonna take Baltimore minus one. And with that, we'll move into third matchup in the scorching six. It's gonna be a Denver Broncos two and zero going into Cincinnati to face off against the Bengals. Uh, we got Cincinnati laying three and a half points in this one. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, this is a game everyone's gonna fall into. 
I mean, the Super Bowl champs, defending Super Bowl champs coming in, and everyone's high on them right now. But then again, this is Trevor Simeon's first road game playing, and Cincinnati is a great home team. I mean, I know they suck in the playoffs. They're awful. But their defense is great, and I'm taking Cincinnati, negative three and a half. Cincinnati will get the job done. This is a trap game. Don't fall into it. Cincinnati minus three and a half. Yeah, Trevor Simeon, we've seen him uh, only play at home so far, like you mentioned. Uh, we haven't really seen him yet face any type of adversity in any, any of the games yet, right? So, I mean, we can't really tell. It's how he's going to kind of respond in like a situation where you're down seven, down ten in the fourth quarter. What yeah, is he going to do? Also, Demarius Thomas isn't 100%, so that's going to hurt him too. Yeah, Trevor Simeon, I mean, I'm really interested to see well, how he's going to respond to kind of a road environment, hostile, hostile crowd in Cincinnati. And, I mean, three and a half, I don't know if I'm going to... That's kind of a tough one. But, uh... I'm probably going to go Denver plus three and a half, but I think Cincinnati's going to win the game. Probably by... Probably like 20... 24 to 21. But, uh... I just I just think, yeah, this is a tough spot for Denver. I, just, I don't really see them going in and getting a win. I see the Bengals winning the game. Andy Dalton, AJ, AJ Green, I think they're going to have big games. And I see them winning 24-21, to 21, and I'm going to take Denver plus 3.5, but I'll take Cincinnati to win the game. And with that, we'll move into the next game, which is our last... Uh, early afternoon game which is Washington Redskins at on the road at East Rutherford against the New York Giants and we'll have the up, upcoming awaited matchup that all everyone's been waiting for Josh Norman versus Odell Beckham Jr. And the Giants are laying three and a half points in this one uh what's your take on this one yeah that's another easy one give me the Giants all day every day uh, better offense easily and also they've upgraded big time on defense and Kirk Cousins has not been the same Kirk Cousins he was last year and I just don't see anything coming from Washington and as you mentioned the main storyline here is Odell Beckham Jr. versus Josh Norman and I see Odell having a big game 100 yards and a, and a touchdown and final score will be 27-17. All right, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I I like the Giants. I mean, even though they've been in super close games the first two games of the season for them, but um Eli, I mean, looks very good so far in the season. Uh, Odell Beckham is always great. Victor Cruz actually has come back pretty well. He looks like he can still play. And but like you mentioned, the biggest thing for the Giants is their pass rush. That's how they've always been successful in their Super Bowl runs. And their pass rush looks scary once again and looks like it's putting some fear in the quarterbacks and uh, of course obviously led by Jason Pierre-Paul we we all know the situation with him last year how he uh uh his finger got blown off by the firecrackers so uh he looks like he's back in full strength and yeah definitely and the Redskins uh I don't know what's going on with them I mean they I mean they still have time to turn it around but Kirk Cousins I mean making some uh, very uh, questionable decisions and big spots in the first two games of that, the season for them. So, yeah, 
they're saying they don't like Kirk Cousins' play calls and they want Colt McCoy in, so chemistry is definitely a problem. Yeah, chemistry, locker room issues. Uh, whenever uh, the locker room loses trust in the quarterback, then that's never a good situation for any team, and uh, it def- definitely doesn't look good for them. So, yeah, with that, I'm going to take the Giants minus three and a half and swallow the three and a half points, and I think they're going to win uh, probably uh, 31 to 24. But uh, I think the Redskins will put up some points, so. Yeah, with that, we'll go move into the first uh, late afternoon game that we're going to be taking a look at. And the only late afternoon game that we're going to take a look at is the New York Jets at Arrowhead Stadium to face off the Kansas City Ch- the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City laying three, and a half, three points. Uh, your thoughts on this one? Another pretty easy one. Uh, I think Kansas City takes this one by a touchdown. Pretty easy one to play. Go with uh, Brandon Marshall is questionable, most likely not going to play. They're saying so he's going to have only Eric Decker and and I forgot the other guy's name. It's, it's, uh, I don't know what his name is. So uh, Matt Forte is doing good, but Kansas City is a hard place to play at, and it's one of the loudest stadiums. The atmosphere is going to be tough, and Kansas City will handle them. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a game I might actually attend in person. So we'll, I'm most likely going to attend it in person. It's going to be, I think, a raucous home crowd in Kansas City. And uh, like you mentioned, one of the loudest stadiums in the whole entire league. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, looks like he's going to be without his biggest weapon on offense, Brandon Marshall. I mean, and those types of plays when it break, the, the schemes break down, the blocking breaks down, and... Fitzpatrick can just throw up a jump ball to Marshall. He's really going to miss that on Sunday against a really stout Chiefs defense. So I think that's really going to be troubling for him. And Eric Decker, I mean, obviously his job becomes easier when Marshall's in there. So, I mean, a lot more attention is going to be focused on him. So with that, I think the Chiefs uh, at home, one of the best teams in the AFC, in my opinion, I think they're going to take – the game, I think they're gonna win, probably like twenty four to twenty four to seventeen. I'm gonna take swallow the three points and take the Chiefs twenty four to seventeen. And with that, I'll take us to our last game of the scorching six for the Friday football frenzy, Monday night in prime time. NFC NFC South divisional rivalry, Atlanta Falcons going on the road to the Mercedes Benz Super to take on the New Orleans Saints and we got New Orleans laying two and a half points your thoughts on this Monday night game this is a toss up right here I mean Atlanta is obviously playing well Uh, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan are clicking this year and the backfield is just a committee with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman but then again New Orleans is a hard place to play but they're not playing well Brandon Cooks is doing well, I mean, but uh, Kobe Fleener and Drew Brees just aren't clicking this year, so uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one, and Atlanta wins 35-28. Okay, I mean, the Saints, uh, like everyone knows, always tend to play better at home. I mean, they always put up lots of points on the board. The problem for this team is just their defense. 
But with that being said, I think they're going to put up a lot of points, and this is going to be a t this is always a tough, exciting divisional matchup. It always comes down to kind of the last four or five minutes of of the game to kind of decide who the winner is going to be. But uh, the Saints 0-2, I think they're going to be more desperate coming into this game than Atlanta. And I'm going to swallow the two and a half points. I think the Saints are going to put up lots of points on the board. And I think they're going to win the game 38-34. to And I I think they're going to move back and kind of get it back in the thick of the things in the NFC South, their defense permitting. But with that being said, uh, any other pressing topics uh, that you want to take a look at in the league going on? Okay, with that being said, uh, thank you for coming on. I look forward to having you on again definitely in the future. Yeah, definitely. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I'll be back, of course, next week for week four. And looking forward to be back. Looking forward to that. Thank you.